Welcome. 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 To views from the bridge. 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 This season, it seems like it's been Philly versus everybody. Do we want to be a good team or do we want to be f-ing great? Shabelka. Back to Fontana again. Good ball, Matt Riel. Good combination. Shabelka. Back for Shabelka. He'll see now. Shit. What a goal. Oh, boy. And he dips the old on your bike. Ten years of calling. Pretty a dupe as you're going to see in any old opening back. Derek I want you to take the field and remember two things tonight. Number one, this is our house. And number two, this is now our conference. It's Philly or nothing. Hey everybody, welcome to Views from the Bridge, your second favorite podcast about the at worst fourth place team in the MLS's back tournament. The Philadelphia Union? That's still weird. It's true. It's still weird, though. It's still weird. I'm your host, Matt uh, Backley, proven to be most of the time your host, Evan Valala. Hiya. A couple of my soccer friends here. Uh, Chuck's drinking right now, so I'll introduce Justin Ashtrap first. Hi. Hi, Justin. What's, what's up? How's it going, friend? Oh, you know, just uh, in the middle of a rain delay yeah. of the Riverhounds and Union 2 game, so... Decided, why not record a podcast? Why not? Why not? Nothing better to do, really. Nice to know that Views from the Bridge is Justin's uh, go-to time killer. And Rain delay. It can also be your go-to time killer on your commute to work, or if you need 30 to 45 minutes just to not have to think about anything. Who knows? And who cares? Mm. Also here, uh, Chuck Booth. Hi, Chuck. Hello. It has been a fun night of technical issues. And long may they continue. At least you're here. Uh, that would be a nightmare. Yeah, let, let's hope not. Yeah, I need internet. That would be great. If Chuck randomly stops talking during this episode, we'll blame it on technical issues. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Technical difficulties. Yes. <laughs> hey, speaking of things with technical difficulties, uh, Bruce Arena got sent off after the New England Revolution lose one nothing to the Philadelphia Union in the round of 16 on the 25th of July, um, about a week ago or so at this point. Uh, guys, the Union, statistically, had more of the ball in this game for once, so that's exciting. They did. They did. Not a very... They didn't do much with it, but... N- well, the, and the Revolution did less, and that's all that matters. I mean, that's been, that's been the fun of this tournament, though, yeah. is the fact that, for the most part... The Union offense hasn't played well, um, no. but the defense has built, well, the defense plus really Andre Blake has bailed them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sergio Santos gets the lone goal here from Jamiro. Um, it just wasn't a very good or entertaining or aesthetically pleasing I, I, be, I believe I um, said to expect ugly soccer. That's fair. And we got it, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, and boy howdy, <laughs> did the Revolution and Union deliver. Um, as I feel like is the case most of the time I watch the Revolution play. Because I don't choose to do it often. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm always like, oh, you know, Gustavo Bo is really fun. But other than that. Yeah, they're, they're just not a fun team. No. And their funnest player 
and Diego mm-hmm. Fagundes isn't a starter anymore. Right, right, right. Also, Andrew Farrell's been there for like ten years. Only? I well. Yeah. It feels like he's been around as long as MLS has been a thing. Like I, I definitely think that there was at once a MLS All Star pairing of like Andrew Farrell and Brian McBride. Um, and then like you could play as Andrew Farrell in like backyard soccer 2000 or something crazy I wouldn't be surprised I mean I think that that he's been around a long a long time so that that is what it is you know there's okay so I have a I have a question about this game Um, there's an answer potentially in the fact that um, and I'm, I see, this is the problem with these games being so far apart and the union getting such a benefit of the schedule mm-hmm. is I can't remember the people that have played in the games from game to game. And uh, I can't remember. I, 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 have, I have the, the lineups in front of me. Uh, the attacking midfielder from New England who should be playing as a striker yeah. who, um, Bruce Arena referred to as the best Mexican player in the league. No, was that the story? I, now I have to check and see if he's Mexican. See if it's <laughs> anyone who I'm thinking of, he's they're not. Yeah. I'm not looking at a single Mexican in this uh, New England starting lineup. Uh, Christian Pena. Maybe that was the next game. No. Was that the next game? Was that the was that the SKC game? Uh, please hold. That was the S- that was the SKC. All right. Never mind. That Never one mind. might make a little more sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that was that was Peter Vermees. <laughs> same, that would have been deal. Alan Polito, probably. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like yes. At Sporting Kansas City at least has someone who fits. Is who is in fact Mexican. Mexican. Okay. <laughs> I, listen, I was blanking. I was blanking on which. I was blanking on which game it was. But now yeah. that unfortunately we're clear it on wouldn't have surprised we'll back up either of those coaches um, screwed that up. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but let's okay, but let's talk about okay. We're gonna go back to this game sure, for a sure. second because I don't want to move on to the next game yet. But Sergio Santos mm-hmm. needs to be talked about because to touch a ball off your knee yeah. and almost lose it, and then still figure out a way to get it over over the keeper was not bad. No, and I mean, talk about it. I, it that was the most. Uh, Auditorily, that's not a word, but it, it, that was the nicest sounding goal I've heard all tournament. Yep. That's one yep. of those like that hard. makes you miss going to practices. Just to hear, just to hear that nice yes. little, you know, tension of the net noise. People are probably like, "This guy's weird," and I am. I get it. I understand. No, no, no. Uh, it hit the net hard. You've you heard it. Right. You, you know. Yeah. I mean, you'd be weird, but it's also, you know, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, I mean, a hell of a goal. It really made something out of out of nothing, as much as a cliche as that is. But I mean, and uh, real nice to see um, Jamiro uh, getting in on the assist on that goal because yeah. this team still is kind of going to go as far as he does, <laughs> and we pay him a lot of money now, so we need these things. It's true. It's true. I mean, we're we're getting them, I guess. I mean, the reality is this team has not peaked yet, and we're two two wins away from finishing this. I was gonna say, I think regardless of where they finish in the tournament, they're not gonna be able to peak, really, unless they like really put it together. 
in the next game or, or you know, touch wood the following. I think it's going to be one of those, like, as long as your team is, like, consistently okay, they'll be fine. Which is why I thought it was funny. I don't know who I saw tweet it, but, you know, they said the Union's offense is the worst one left in the tournament or whatever. But if you're still here, I you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah considering they have... I mean, we do... In this game and the next game, it doesn't really matter which game you want to talk about. Sure. We do have a striker that's sort of just standing on the field, yeah. occupying one of our 11 players on the field. We might as well just play 10 men, because... I mean, I don't want to go that far maybe yet, not, but... Not that harsh, not that harsh. She's not helping his cause at all. Not necessarily, no. 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 Yeah, I feel like to say a, a more about a lot of the players that we've been discussing, we kind of need to go into the next game, though. Yeah, we might as well. We, we can go. That's fine. That was a one nil game. There's not much to talk about. Uh, so your second game, on the 30th, which is Thursday, uh, yeah, because this will probably come out Sunday or Monday, so that still checks. Uh, Philadelphia Union, three first half goals to beat the sporting and- Kansas City uh Peter Vermees led not great defensively or otherwise really side sporting Kansas City final score of three to one Alan Polito got the goal in stoppage time in the first half if you turn the game off after 45 you didn't miss a ton so that works out but uh boy howdy did uh did the boys show up for this one especially with uh, all those scouts allegedly um in the uh well as the entire audience I guess in a way um so yeah i mean I, a, a peach of an assist by aronson mckenzie played well i you know and the union threw to the semifinals the first team through the semifinals in fact um yeah good win really good one um but yeah how speaking of the scouts mm-hmm. how much during a broadcast do i need to hear that there are various scouts uh, at a game. <laughs> well, if I guess it depends on who's calling the game, but if it's uh, if it's one Taylor Twelman, many. Well, just the unfortunately for like a tournament that has included some pretty good play from all the teams involved. Yeah, there's been some terrible broadcasting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it, it just really sucks when a lot of these teams have very good local broadcasters that we can't listen to. Yeah. I mean, that is a true statement. I think Taylor Twelman, I feel like it's like when he gets a scoop or when he gets something that he knows, he just likes to prove that he knows it over and over and over again. So I feel like in this game he just kept talking about how there were scouts in attendance. Yes. Yeah, so but it's like that wasn't even that wasn't even your scoop. Like everybody knew that there were scouts in attendance. Yeah, he he reminds me of the um the like giddy kindergartner at show and tell. <laughs> like um I brought this truck. Did you look at my truck? Here's my truck. <laughs> <laughs> the, the truck has wheels, <laughs> and there's there's teams on the side of the truck, and it, and it's just like we've talked so many times about this. Like everyone knows that, like Celtic, other Bundesliga teams, and really almost insert any like non Big Five team you want yeah. at this point are looking at Aronson and McKenzie. 
for sure. For sure. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, we don't need to, he- we don't, we don't need to hear about it. That's not what's happening out on the field, so we don't yeah. need to hear about it. I, like, I, I get in the lead up to the, mm, yeah, I get into the lead up to the match of how that'd be interesting if you're like a, a, a neutral, but you're already a soccer fan. I, well, no, because like I was going to say initially that like if you're a casual, like that's exciting. But like, I don't think it's getting any of the Eurosnob market to see a kid play before he moves, really. And then it's definitely not bringing in anybody that doesn't know who Celtic are, unless you're trying to court like a weird Brad Stevens fan or like a, I don't know, someone that's really into the basketball team that plays up in Boston. But like, yeah, like it's really cool, and and we're glad that it's happening, and and obviously it's it's nice that the league itself is tweeting about it because then there's fire to all that smoke but during the game like i i don't like yeah i guess it looks good to highlight the kid that's doing well but like let him do well and then talk about it and be like hey and also like there's teams from europe that are interested in them and i get that i guess part of growing the league is that you have to keep having guys like that happen but like Maybe you get in Taylor's ear during the broadcast and go, "Hey man, maybe we could, we call the game a little more in the second half." Yes, and I, t- I agree. To be honest, as someone that was listening to some of the radio broadcasts on uh, on his way home uh, from uh, from dinner that night, Saba's not great at a, at color commentary. I think he's a fine desk analyst, but I don't think him and JP can work off of each other super well. I think that's the thing that bothers me the most about the ESPN team, though, too. Mm. It's like, they, half they the time until like 12 minutes sell stuff, like, John Champion has no idea how to respond to it. Because him. really, how do you? Well, for sure. But <laughs> you would think they would have figured out, like, these two guys work together. So, like... Yeah. In the first time that we have, as as MLS have the corner on this on the sports market, mm-hmm. we're gonna get a good broadcast team out there, and they put John Champion and Taylor Twelman. Taylor Twelman, who has no idea what he's talking about, and then I, John Champion, who has no idea how to respond to Taylor I, Twelman. Like John Champion, I think is fine. Good, I'll say good. Oh, I've I never like been John offended Champion. by John Champion, but like tonight, uh, the the Quakes and, and Minnesota United. Taylor Twellman goes on this diatribe about Oscar Pereja is watching it in uh, in like the scouting area and he looks like he's on like a director's chair or like a beach chair. And Taylor Twellman's like, oh, you know, Orlando went out to the pool last night and Pereja like was like, oh, I want to bring this chair with me. And John Champion's just like, okay. yeah, it's all right. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. What, <laughs> like, how, what does he go off? But like, it, it's like someone that's really bad at doing improv comedy doing improv comedy but I also like watching soccer so I can't just not go to the show. Yeah, when when does like Taylor Twelman move into like a uh, Joe Prince Wright role mm. like for NBC where <laughs> he literally just gets his scoops, makes the tiniest appearance on TV. Yeah. Writes a little bit of an article and that's it. And then gets relegated to, like, drinking beer on, like, a Periscope call for a bunch of fans that don't have to join him. 
I mean, I feel like he would love that stuff. I well. When does like Taylor Twellman, Alexi Lawless, Jermaine Jones, and like Marisa do form some sort of weird twenty twenty one NLS whose line is it anyway kind of thing? Don't don't take a dude because he like, could actually oh, be I, a good commentator. Welcome not back for to Whose Line Is It Anyway. I'm Taylor Twelman. Everything's made up, and the and the the MLS Championship doesn't matter because it's not an open system. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so we've had a lot of there free was time a game. Mm, yeah. Um. Uh. Aronson's assist on that goal there was, was there was just filthy. Oh, it was sick. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know. Well, and not even the assist. The touch before the assist mm-hmm. to, to break away from two players and then the weight that he put on the ball and the fact that Sergio could just hit it yep. on the fly. It, yeah, oh. the, the everything in that first half just up to stoppage time. Pretty much, yeah. Perfect. And especially for playing with 10 men. All right, all right. Okay, Chuck, you, you have the floor, by all means. Well, I just... Sure. Uh, we, we've already discussed this a bit, but, like, where's Casper? Listen, I, I think this is a little bit of paying it back when you, as a social media team, brand a guy Casper the Friendly Striker in reference to Casper the Friendly Ghost, which is a movie that guys get ready for this one some people that might listen to this podcast weren't alive for when it came out so when you base your striker off of a ghost and then he disappears i don't know how much you can really complain other than you can complain a lot because like that's not what we want to have happen especially for someone that was so good the tail end of last year really all of last year but yeah, I don't know but, if it's just like a weird short season thing or or what. But Casper's really not shown well. Well, which, he hasn't been God, good since his uh, foot injury. Someone between Sergio Santos and Andrew Wooten finally de- Andrew yeah. Andrew Wooten have finally decided to show up. I'm just yeah. I what I'm surprised about yeah. is how bad he's been. Like it's sure. it's not a fact of like. Okay, he's been off the mark for this whole tournament. And, like, strikers go off the mark at times and, like, they get in his droughts of scoring goals and everything else. But there was a point in, in either this game or the game before, and I, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. There was a point somewhere there where he was beyond the defender and basically all he needed to do was get a touch on the ball and then a shot. And he, one, couldn't get the touch on the ball and then somehow the defender just bodied him off the ball, and, and then he never got a second touch on the ball. So I just don't I don't understand like how he can get himself into those type of positions where he's got a ball that would one-on-one with the keeper, yes, the defender on his back, but one-on-one with the keeper, and he can't get a touch on the ball. Like, that just, it boggles my mind. But Sergio Santos has been... Filling the gap. Yeah, it is good to know that even with um, the season being on pause, that the Sergio Santos coming out party has continued into this tournament. True. Yeah. True. I mean, the dude's been good, really good, and and I think that they're, um, yeah. I mean, he's been able to, in the New England game, sort of 
make something out of nothing. Uh, you know, in this game, make a 70-yard run, which we can talk about the header from Ray Gaddis that started that whole play. Mm-hmm. But he made a 70-yard run with the ball and then easily put it past the second best keeper in this tournament and scored so I mean I just I think that there there's something to you know and then I think even on the even on the Matera goal goal I I feel like he was somewhere in the box like occupying a defender of some sort and then that allowed Montero to make those bat, that back post run unmarked. Yeah, even though I'm not 100% sure about that, he's been everywhere every minute that he's been on the field, so it checks out. Yeah, I, it was... I, Sporting Kansas City shouldn't have conceded either of those goals offset pieces i'm really not sure after how good ray yannis's header was why why whoever that was on on kansas city was like oh i'll just like flick that ball on and play it right to sergio santos who will just go with it but um you know credit to the guy for for taking his chances and making the most of them and philly come out on top and now we're just kind of waiting for whoever and it's so weird to me that like if the union keep winning they keep getting more and it's one day so who knows but they keep getting more rest than the team that they're about to play too seems like a strange oversight of the scheduling but yeah i'm not gonna complain i mean no i I won't either i'm not gonna complain about it and really it's just yeah weird MLS scheduling with not wanting to play two games on Friday right. so they um ended Don't. up sliding everything up but I mean whatever it is interesting that um you're potentially gonna have three teams from Philly's initial group in yes. the semis looking at the uh Montero goal. Sergio had the secondary assist on that goal. He was the one who fed it through to Bedoya, who made a great run to cross it across. But Sergio Santos had two defenders on his back as he as he made that pass. So occupying defenders he was. But yes, you're right. I, it is weird that two team, three teams are through at this point. Yeah. Also, I'm very happy that yellow card accumulation doesn't matter in this tournament. Yeah. I mean, it would have been not great for just about everybody, really. Well, because I'm pretty sure, isn't this um, Elliot's second, too? I don't even want to count how many Martinez has had, because I'm pretty sure he's had one in every game. Yeah. Um, No, he's had four out of five, because he didn't play the one game. Oh, that's right. Well, and he finally got through one. And it was like, hey, no yellow tonight to Jim or whatever. And, yeah. I remember Taylor. I remember Taylor Twelman said, four out of five in in that game. Fair. So maybe if we you know play normal soccer ever again, we tell Sergio maybe to lay off or uh, sorry, uh, Martinez maybe to lay off a little bit. But in this, I don't think he can. Uh, probably not. 
No, it's, um, it's fine. Craval can start every fifth game, sixth game, whatever it is for suspensions. Are we ever going to see Orvets? Nope. nope. Who? Uh, who? It, um, I mean, because one one thing that has been interesting during yeah. this tournament, um, so far has been a uh, sub usage. Yes. One, um, that Jim Curtin having five subs available does not matter because he does not plan to ever use all five. I love it so much. <laughs> um, has anyone tried to tell Jim that like if you? Like, not using all five of your subs does not mean that you get, like, ten subs in the final if you get there. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be great if that if like, you could somehow bank like them. Like, if he just lined up two rows of five, like, right at the second half whistle, and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, I have ten, right? And they're like, no, you have, like, three. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, shit. All right. Uh, I'll be back. It's not like PTO, you know, in a calendar year at your job. You don't just accumulate substitutions. There's part of me that, like, I sit there and I go, Jim's ridiculous for not using them. But there's also part of me that's like, who would you put No, I'll say, then you look at the bench and you realize that this is a tournament that you can get knocked out in now. And, like, (laughs) Fontana's fine. Like, put... Put Fawn on. He's he's playing he's, decently well um, in the second let, half. Let me the uh, Fontana Real yeah. double switch. Uh, well, end of game. Yeah, because he used four subs in this past game, yeah. and these are the the players that didn't get in: mm-hmm. Colin, Glesnes, Mbizo, Cole Turner, Jack DeVries, Orvets, Michigalina. And I know it's not. I know it's not like a re- well. So your thing, like, oh, you can get knocked out in this. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I know it's not a regular season game, like midway through, where you can just be like, oh, here are the children, play the children. But like, you're up three to one, and like, Sporting Kansas City's got Graham Zeus but, in the yeah. field. Like, when, maybe but, the children. But when they were up three to one in that yeah. second half, at any point, you thought Sporting Kansas City may actually score two more goals or more and drive this to penalties or no. worse. No. I mean, that's where I feel like a 10-minute cameo for, for Galena, just to, like... Or Jack, or... Literally like, anybody on that list? Yeah. I mean, but as a... Especially as a forward. Like, you're not going to mess well, up we, too much. We did a, see, like, you're not going to give up a goal as a forward. We right, did right. see the longest appearance of Wooten of the tournament. Woo! Yeah, what was it, like, I six mean, minutes? 20. Oh wow! Um, unfortunately, that was um, no. That that was the one for Casper because the first sub was Ilsenio for uh, Sergio because yeah. as good as he is, he is still not ready to go sixty minutes apparently. And neither is Ilsenio. <laughs> so, um, but has, so is is Ilsenio finally losing a step? Man, it's a pandemic and it's in a anything. bubble and it's Orlando in the middle of the summer. I don't know. I, yeah, yes? I mean, I I can't tell, yeah. but he he's definitely not himself. And neither are any of us. So that's a, a huge mood. <laughs> Il Cinco is 2020 personified. <laughs> are they uh, not doing great or is it just a weird year? both great here's Um, your contract for 2021 i mean we may never know because uh i 
doubt that MLS can get back to their actual plans of um, playing yeah. games at actual stadiums. No, thank you. I think they can do it if they make the bold decision not to play in front of fans. Austin, love it. Move it all to Austin. No, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Not, we're not doing. We're not doing. Not that make crap. the bold decision. I don't know if Chester yeah. will allow fans because I know at least Philly has banned fans. Uh, if um, you are yes. outside of the city, you're fine. So Chester would be okay. Yeah, I mean, I know they would have to like say no themselves. I sure. Just, I don't sure. know if they would or not. It would be twenty five percent capacity, so it would be. I can't math fourth. 4,000 people? It's an, it's an, an 18,000 capacity stadium. Yeah. Oh, so... so like four and a half. Yeah. Four and three quarters. But, like, like do that. we trust four and a half thousand people to not be idiots? No. In that parking lot? No. no. We don't. Well, there's that. No, yeah. we don't. We know Paul. No. No. <laughs> no. This is what we don't... We don't do this. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah. So, yeah, is Zilcinia losing a step? Probably, just because of age and age. Uh, is this a fair indicator of that? Probably not. But, I mean, what was his best case scenario this year if it was a full season? I guess. I mean, just coming off the bench and wreaking havoc. Right. 30. Right. But I mean. 30, 30, 34 appearances of 30 minutes apiece. <laughs> Which is fine. That's like at the end of the day, that's really all you need from him right now. Well, and because... honestly, how many MLS teams would kill to have someone that comes off the bench for thirty minutes, thirty-four times a year, and like puts in ten goals and ten assists or whatever? Like, um, that's that's a lot of teams. A lot of teams would like that. Yeah, the. I mean, I'd still like to see Sergio get to the point where he goes ninety, yeah. but you know. Yeah, but it's like at least when you're when you're carrying four forwards and have five subs, you do have the luxury of um not needing him to go ninety. And if he's gonna be as effective as any forward is doing in ninety in his like fifty or so minutes, mm-hmm. like I'll take what I can get. Um I just I I just really did expect the backup midfielders to be better than they have been. Because the drop-off between the starting four right now and everyone else is drastic. I mean, the point is, it feels like when we make a sub in... When we make when we start making subs in the second half, like, we lose everything. We lose our shape, we lose the momentum, we lose the tempo that we play at, we lose the... Uh, because Elsino is not going to play that pre- high press game. That's not that's not Elsino. So it's like we lose everything that makes the union what they are um, with the players that we put on. Now I think Font might be the exception to that, but I don't know that he is going to ever be your first sub off the bench. So yeah. The nice thing about Font is I feel like he causes other teams to get yellow cards. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> just by the way he plays, because he just like runs at people, and then they just have to trip him, and then they get a yellow card. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Guys, Portland or Orlando? Nope. Not who that is. I would love Orlando, but they already got eliminated. Portland or New York was what I wanted to ask. Portland. Yeah. I don't want to see New York again. They actually, like, look like a team that's finding their stride and can, you know, score goals. Uh, I don't really know how Portland's gotten to this point of the tournament. Mm. Um, I can't say that I've really, like, watched a ton of the non-union teams, but going to penalties against a while better FC Cincinnati team just isn't great. And I mean, they did draw LAFC, but right now it looks like is everyone drawing drawing LAFC now? Uh, yeah, probably. Because you have um, the Union, Portland, Orlando, um, all have drawn them. Yeah, so everyone just draws all the FCs, essentially, what's happening. Yeah, this, I mean, this whole thing's just weird. Very. <laughs> a little strange. But the Union are still winning, so there's something to be said there. Um, Aren't they now the favorites? I guess, yeah. But, I mean, according to every other team in the tournament, apparently everyone's the underdog, so who knows. I just, I mean, I think, you know, you ask New York or Portland, like, I don't, I don't care. I think if the Union at any point in any game can hit hit their top stride for... 15 minutes they put two goals in the back of the net and that makes it hard on any other team to to play with us you know and i think the reality is it's hard it's not a guarantee that we're going to hit our stride every game well, hence the new england game so but yeah. but i think i mean i think we're pretty close to one of the best teams in this tournament you know i think i mean LA, lafc obviously but at the point where we're still playing a normal season, we played them to a 3-3 draw, so I mean, I think we're still one of the best teams in this tournament. We just have to play like it every game, which is hard to maintain. Yeah, but the the one good thing is the fact that you have noticed that this team is playing better in each game. Because yeah, even though sure. the New England game was extremely ugly you saw that they were still at least doing things that were good and then they at least put together the first four, full 45 minutes of the season um tournament not the season um in the sporting kansas city game so if they can extend that even to 60 minutes against whatever the team is that they play next probably win yeah probably and in the New England game, like, we, as a team, they had the grit to kind of, like, finish the game. Like, it's like, you know, you're struggling, you're not putting things together as much as you want to, and you still have the grit to keep it 0-0 and then go get a goal in the second half to, to ultimately win the game. And Evan has checked out. 
I just I don't know I don't know what else to talk about to be honest, Justin. No, no, it's fine. We can end. Here. We should do. Uh, hey, should, should we give out a golden can say so? We should. It's Jack Elliott's new haircut. It sucks. And Capster Spilko. Yeah. Jack Elliott should go back to his old haircut. Maybe Casper will be fine, and then it won't matter. Maybe those two things are tied together. Uh, they are for sure. I just said that they we were. Can, so. The union can only have one good striker at a time. <laughs> all right, end the show. Great. Um, <laughs> hey, if you um, want to do us all a favor and um, send our friend who is not here right now, Paul Catrino, uh, some positive vibes on the Twitters, uh, you should do that. Stalling two seconds while I try to figure out what is. Uh, at Katrina 93. Yeah, okay, it's just at Katrina 93. Please do that. Um also, if you want to follow us, say hi. Um, tell us that you hate that we always go so long when there's only two games and not a whole lot else to talk about. You can do that, too, at VFTB Pod. Um, I won't say defund Paw Patrol this week because, uh, you know, it's fine. Again, I just think the spending is really extravagant unnecessary. Uh, does anyone else have any closing statements? Um, actually, I did look up when when uh the casper movies came out okay and uh at least for the the okay. one that most people remember the first one it, well the first one was actually 1954 oh, okay nope yeah yeah so when um, was the second one technically may 26 95 that is so, my one year birthday i was um that's a wild. little over a month that's crazy Justin, you don't have to say anything. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, at VMTV Pod. I was Pod, nine years old, friends. Nine DMs, years old. It, if anyone wants to slip into our DMs and guess Justin's age, although he already gave it away, feel free to do that. Uh, until then, God, 95. So, yeah, there's definitely people that have listened uh, to this that haven't been around. Before we go, we, uh, we may have a tasty interview oh we might do uh, yeah with a union defender a former union defender uh, I'm, I'm only gonna leave it there no just leave it All there right. a former union defender uh coming up this week yeah we'll let you know when we know after it happens and then i think we'll let everyone guess <laughs> about who it is because the good news is the union have had so many defenders that it could be a lot of people. And it's it's not here. We'll take one away. It's not Anderson could say so. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, at VFT that, Pod that if was, you want to get that your That would in. be beautiful, though. It would be a lot. I don't think it'll ever happen. I apologize. <laughs> Hi, you've become the joke of the podcast. Yeah, hello. We Please give out an award based it. off of you because you're so bad when you were here. It was almost Stephen Vittoria, but then we realized that you played here and were worse. So... Thank you for coming on the show. Anyway, uh, feel free to enter in your guesses. If anyone gets it right, we'll just tell you. Add VFTV pod. There you go. Until then, take care. We'll talk to you after we uh, beat uh, SF2 in the tournament. <laughs>Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge. We really couldn't do this without you listening. If we if we made a podcast and had no audience, we'd be insane. Um, but the other people that we couldn't do this without is the Beautiful Game Network. It's written stuff. It's podcasts. It's other content. It is involved. It is grassroots. It is independent. And you should check everybody out. BGN.FM is where you can find that. 
Uh, if you're a fan of a USL side, if you're a fan of an MLS team, if you're a big fan of women's soccer, definitely, definitely, definitely go BGN.FM. And we would love to thank the network sponsors. First one, RoughneckScarves.com. They're the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US soccer. And the good news is you can get on that action too. So check them out. Try to get some custom scarves for your group or team. RoughneckScarves. That's with two Fs. I don't know about you, but I am tired of looking at the same exact cookie cutter kit from Nike and Adidas over and over again. And quite frankly, I could look at Icarus FC's jerseys all day long because they are works of art, truly unique, and super comfortable. I mean, you have to get one of these jerseys. Just try them out. The way that the screen printing and stitching is done, everything is just as you want it super comfortable material lasts long and you're not going to get better material and a better look for your team than from Robbie over at Icarus FC uh, he's absolutely easy to work with uh, they make custom kits whatever you're looking for at a very very good price so let him help you design the new kit at IcarusFC.com for any team or group that you can think of. You can find us all over the internet. You can find the pod on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to find podcasts. To help find us, subscribe to the show, and always please leave a review or a like or whatever the thumbs up is on your form of podcasting. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at VFTBPod. Let us know how you're doing and what you want us to hear us talk about. You can email us at bftvpod at gmail.com. To help us keep providing you with content, throw us a couple dollars at ko-fi.com slash vftvpod. That is ko-fi.com slash vftvpod. You can also grab some of our merch at dsgntree. Check out our merch at dsgntree.com slash vftv. For Evan, Chuck, and Paul, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, and until next time, have a great day.